Major art theft in Boston overnight. Two thieves posing as police officers overpowered museum guards. Very dramatically said, gentlemen, this is a robbery. A part of our heritage has been stolen. This horrible thing occurred in 1990. Everything changed because of that. Someone on the inside helped the thieves. From the guys who brought you Missing Maura Murray and Crawl Space. Empty Frames will be available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts on February 6th. Welcome to the Gray and Green Show. Two girls who will say what you're all thinking anyway. You know, it's crazy to say this is episode 16 of the Gray and Green Show, and I am also 16 weeks pregnant. Which means we started this on the same week that Aaron and I were making a baby, and I just put that together. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. That's uncomfortable. That is uncomfortable. What are you going to do? What were you wearing? When we were making a baby? Well, I was believe Wonder- I was nude, Jackie. Do it I need to explain a Wonder how Woman swimsuit? No, and- no. <laughs> there was no costume involved. If I remember correctly, I think I made him come home for lunch, actually. Oh, because you were on the clock. Yeah, I was on the clock. Using the baby clock. The O is happening. Get home. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rachel Green, Jackie Green for 105.3 Hot FM in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Thanks, everybody, that's been sending us emails and hitting us up at Gray Green Show on Twitter. We've been getting a lot of tweets, which is kind of bananas. I know, and I'm the thing is, I'm the worst at Twitter. Yeah? I need to get it. I don't even have the app. What? Yeah, I'm bad at Twitter. That's weird. I know. I'm really bad <laughs> yeah, at Twitter. We got to get you the app, it appears. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for episode 16, we wanted to talk a little bit about like what we did this past weekend. And actually, my events of this past weekend will start the entire episode. But I want to know what you did first. What did you do last weekend? Oh, that's embarrassing. Um, I didn't do anything. Didn't well, You didn't? What did I do? Oh, Friday, <laughs> Jim's friend's mom watched Greenlee for like three hours and we went to dinner. Nice. And then Saturday. So you and Jim got a date night. Kind of. We had, but like, it's kind of a funny story. So our friend, Jim's friend's mom who watched Greenlee, she doesn't have a car right now, I guess. Okay. So he had to go pick her up? No. Her, his friend, so her son, dropped her off, but they don't live that close by. So then he's like, well, I'll just stay in town, I guess. So our date night was with him. <laughs> okay. Right. So right. the friend's mom it was more watched like a group Greenlee. At a restaurant. What'd you say? It was more like a group hang at a restaurant. Okay. So you didn't really end. have a date night, just the two of you. Right. His friend was the third wheel because his friend's mother was Well, because the he came, we ended up inviting a few other people. Well, oh, how many people went to dinner? Like two others. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. At least you got out of the house and got some time right, to yourself. Right, right. That was fun. How often do you guys get date nights? Oh, we do at least every three weeks. Every three weeks. Yeah. I think it's really at important least. to make time for that. In fact, yeah. I, with us being pregnant, I preached to Aaron all the time, like, we're going to have our time. Oh, yeah. No, you will. Yeah. And the thing is, though, it depends on what you qualify as a date night. Because, like, Jim and I won't necessarily be just the two of us all night, but we'll go out and do something and meet up with friends without the baby. Right. Well, Which, that's good. So yeah. that's fine, Adult too. time. Right. How long do you think, and this is me being selfish, how long do you think you'll wait until you go on vacation? Oh. Like, with Greenlee? Oh, we've already gone on vacation. And somebody's watched her? Well, Yeah. Um, really? I, I went to, tra- well, I went to Traverse City for three days for a bachelorette weekend and Jim stayed with her. Okay. Then Jim went to a bachelor party in Kentucky and I stayed with her. And oh. then I went to Florida for a pageant and we brought her with us. She was only two months old. 
Nice. Then, how, how is that? Because honestly, Aaron and I have not shut up about how we're like dying to get back to Mexico. But oh, we've yeah. been discussing because we love. We're going to Mexico. All inclusive in Mexico. Where are you going? Cabo. You're going to Cabo? Yes. Have you been? No. You're going to poop I'm yourself. I'm so pumped. I'm going in April and my mom's going to watch Greenlee then. But it's still, it's only four days. And how old will she be by then? Almost a year. She'll be, yeah, she'll be like nine months. Okay. And months, are, is it just months. the two of you? No. It's Jim. You guys need to do more stuff. Just well, the two of Well, it's just you. the two of us, kind of. Well, no. Okay. It's hard to explain. So Jim won the trip through work as their president's club. Oh, my God. So, I just quit my job. I want right. to work with Jim. I know. Well, it's, I think you have to get into sales to go to cool things like that. Okay. Because it's all about how much you sell in the year. Gotcha. So he, we get our own villa and our own space. But we do t- like group dinners and group outings. Oh. But it's the two of us. Plus We're not like sharing like, a room. But or you'll be like hanging out by the pool with his coworkers yes. and things like Which that. Which is nice because then I can lay out with the girls. And Have you done all inclusive? Yeah, yeah. It is the literally, honestly, for those of you who have not done all inclusive, I know it sounds like a pain because you got to go to another country. No, and all it's that. awesome. It is the most amazing thing in the world. I would take it over. Aaron's mom, I, we keep telling her, like, you got to go do Mexico. Oh, she goes yeah. to Florida all the time. Florida. You're going to spend more money oh, in the more. United States, like going to Florida, than you are to go do an all inclusive oh, trip yeah. in Mexico. We did Atlantis last year, and that was balling. Was it awesome? Oh, my gosh. Oh. It was so fun. Yes. I've done Cancun. I've done the Riviera Maya for our honeymoon. Oh, okay. But the cheapest one I did was when we went to Cancun, and I think I only paid $1,100 per person. Flight, airfare, flight? flight, hotel, food, everything. booze, everything, all Holy. covered for $1,100. We just paid for a cruise we're going on next January. Yeah. So one year, so we can kind of save, so we just put the deposit down. Yeah. And that wasn't, I mean, it was like a thousand a person, but that's all you can eat. That's yeah. your all we have to pay for is flights outside that. That is amazing. I know. Oh I'm so God, pumped. I'm like dying to go on vacation. That's our big bur- like we've we'll ne- we've never gone away from Greenleaf for more than like three, four days. That's what I was That'll trying to get. That'll be our at. big like eight, nine day. That's away. what I'm kind of wondering, like how yeah. long how old do you wait to go on vacation when you have a baby? I don't know, because all our trips we can never afford to go more than like four days. So we leave yeah. Thursday, so we'll take her to my mom's. We get back Sunday. That's not really that long. Right. Because she'll see us Sunday, she'll see us Thursday. Yeah. But I just could see the baby getting six months old and Aaron and I being like, Mom, Dad, we're gonna go for a week. Oh <laughs> yeah, but that's head. fine. We I mean yeah. if if the baby is socialized like Greenlee, they probably won't eat care that that's much. true greenly like, can be held by anybody right. like she doesn't flip Lately, out i've She's been precious. having like panic attacks about it that's exaggeration but i'll be out i'll be like texting jim non-stop like she doesn't even seem to notice i'm her mom <laughs> like i hand her around and no one cares why doesn't she want me i was googling oh, it so earlier you wanted her to have separation anxiety. i want her to like want me a little bit <laughs> like know who I am oh baby God. but like I'll leave her daycare and go bye Greenlee love you bye and she's just playing like, the toy well, see you later yeah. mom she don't even seem to notice <laughs> so yeah that's awesome if we're going back to the weekend Saturday we had some friends over for dinner and then yeah. Sunday I went and saw a movie Nothing. and that's it what'd you see Split and what's I loved Split it. <gasps> the M. Night Shyamalan movie M. Night Shyamalan is that the same guy who did that movie Signs yes okay and Sixth Sense and the village. Okay, the village was garbage, but the sixth I, sense was good. I hated the village. Unbreakable. Who is an M. Night Shyamalan fan? I think there's a lot. <laughs> I don't I think there's a lot. I'm a huge <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan fan. I feel like I learned so many the things end of about Split, you. <laughs> the end of Split had this twist. And if you're an M. Night Shyamalan fan and you've seen some of his more famous movies, you about crap your pants. Really? Like I went, oh my God! Oh my god! I was so excited. Do you like scary movies? 
Yes. Yeah, see, well, I don't. Well, I don't like, no. Uh, I like well, thrillers. Well, it depends. Well, that, it's a thriller compared to like a gory. Like, I, don't, I don't like Saw. I don't like horror movie. Yeah. Right. But exactly. I like, like, this wasn't gory. There wasn't like blood. It yeah, was just he does intense. Thrillers. It was, right. you know, PG-13 and intense. Right. Okay. M. Night Shyamalan fan in the house. Huge fan. <laughs> so funny. The Visit, that movie was awesome. I don't think I saw that. That was either. the one where the kids go stay with their grandparents and things look really effed up. Oh, that was good. Oh. I have no idea. The Visit? Yeah, it came it out. It came like last year? Last like winter or fall. Okay. I've heard so of it. So it was a year and a quarter Yeah. Old. Apparently I need to brush up on my M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> my man. Oh, I'm into your stuff, dude. <laughs> you got a wicked mind. <laughs> so does she. That's why she likes it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I actually spent the weekend in Chicago. I um, went to see, I have two girlfriends that live there. And right. actually- the two of them I've become close with because they're Aaron's best friend's wives. Oh, okay. One of them I've known since I was like 14. We went to high school together. Oh, cool. We, um, we were friends when we were younger and teenagers, but then, you know, we kind of made different friends. Right. But we were always acquaintances and we always were like- You always got along. Showed up at friends, the same party. Hang out all the time. Yeah. But then once she married Aaron's best friend- we all started hanging, hanging out. out. Right. And then his other best friend, Travis, like started dating this girl named Stephanie, who actually is from, grew up five minutes from me in Indianapolis, and we've become best friends. So the six of us hang out a lot. Right. In fact, they were all in our wedding. Oh, so cool. So we went back to Chicago to see them because they all, both couples have two kids. And I wanted to go spend time with the kids. and da, da, da. So we had this plan for a while. And then my girlfriend, Stephanie, who is also a raging feminist like me, <laughs> Calls me and says, she like is, me. she is. And she may get more hype than I do. She calls me and goes, you're not going to believe this. I was like, what? She goes, the Women's March in Chicago is happening on Saturday when you're planning to come. I was like, no, really? She said, yes. And we knew our friend Megan, not really her jam, which is okay. We're fine with it. Right. She she was very sweet when we told her we were doing this. She said, I'm not going to join you, but I applaud you for being passionate about now, something. Okay, is she not because she's very conservative, or is she not? She's because... pretty conservative. Okay, and that's that's her that's jazz. Her like that's fine. Yeah. Um. So Stephanie and I were like, okay, we're gonna go do this. And honestly, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, right. I am all about women's rights, and yeah. I have been for a really, really long time. And I think that working in a male dominant dominated industry, it starts to. Oh, mess with you after a while. It totally does. I mean, you know, when it's all dudes all the time, yeah, you start to get angry. You do get a little mad. Where the boobs at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. When she told me this was happening, I was like, okay, we got to do this. And of course, our husbands were like, oh God, here we go. Now we got to stay with the kids I and know. not golf. No, it's exactly what happened. Did you? Did I tell you about this? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, How did you know that? Do you know my life? <laughs> I spy on you. <laughs> so anyway, the guys threw a tantrum. They ended up going golfing. Hot mess. Stephanie and I go down to Grant Park in Chicago. Wait, they did end up going golfing. Somebody else you watched the kids. Didn't tell me that. We got. Oh, I'm angry now. The aunt watched the kids. So the boys went to do like their virtual golf crap while Stephanie and Wait, I. Wait, it wasn't even real golf. It was a nice day. It was a virtual golf. Oh, that's outing. just pathetic. But it was sixty degrees and sunny in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, why did they go beautiful. outside and go to a golf course? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was all wet because the snow melted. I have no idea. So anyway, we oh, get Lord. down to Grant Park, and as we're walking up there, there was only supposed to be fifty-five thousand people there, which is a ton of people. Uh, <laughs> Two hundred and fifty thousand people showed up for this women's march. 
This is only in Chicago. I've never even encountered that many people in one place. Right. Over a million showed up in D.C. In fact, right. my brother-in-law, who's gay, was walking at the one in D.C. with his girlfriends. And he said it was just sheer madness. Oh, I, I feel like it would actually, like, freak me out having See, that many people. I didn't feel that way. When Stephanie and I saw that Women's March crowd and we walked up, first off, for those of you who think, like, it was only women out there. No. No, no, no. Men. Women. Kids. There were so many kids out there holding up signs. It was, I'm not kidding, Jackie. I've never felt like I was a part of history more than I was on this day. That's awesome. When I walked up and I saw all these people with their signs, I almost, I looked at Stephanie and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, this is so cool. Because it was a group of people coming together that were so passionate about something. Yeah. And like they wanted to be heard. And what I loved about it was that there was not anybody causing problems. It was peaceful. There were no rioters. And my mom was like, oh my God, be careful. I like that. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't, I'm not into the rioters. Nobody was arrested. In fact, so they thought 55,000 were going to show up. 250,000 showed up. And when we were there, they were doing a rally. Well, because so many people showed up, they canceled the march. Like we were supposed to march down certain streets, but we didn't get the memo that the march was canceled. <laughs> so like... Half of the group, half of the 250 just started walking. So we marched anyway. <laughs> you made your own march. We did. What? Like half, like hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, it was crazy. I ran a marathon once that had 25,000 people and I was overwhelmed. It was crazy. And it was 25,000. I did feel kind of overwhelmed, but it was also 60 degrees and sunny. And so I'm walking nice. down Michigan Avenue in Chicago with all of these nice people. And we're talking right. and we're meeting people. They had the most amazing signs. I mean, things like this hoo-ha grabs back. Kitty, if you will. <laughs> right. Um, there were uh, so many people. And honestly, they made it whatever they wanted. Like, right. I wasn't there because well, I think Trump should be impeached. I was right. there because I believe in equality for women. Right. And I, there were a lot of people that were riding home, you know, pro-choice right. all day, which is fine. That, that's what you believe. Do it. I mean, that's that's kind of right. We get it. You have the uterus. You know what I mean? Um, other people were there for immigration rights. I think too many people look at feminism as black and white. Agreed. I completely think and I'm not giving my view on this, that I Give could be view. pro-life and yeah. be a feminist. No, I don't I completely think that agree. matters. But I've seen so much on Facebook, like, you know, like one-sided. Like, mm-hmm. I would never do that because I'm pro-life. Well, why does that matter? You can still be a feminist and care about your rights to personally not agree with abortion. And that was my biggest issue. When, when we did this march, when I got home, you know, we were on Facebook and we we're reading all these things. People were going crazy over the weekend. Right. Even women, you know, about their feelings... This march, and this is the one thing I want you to take away from this. It was not about pro-life, pro-choice only. It wasn't only about Donald Trump. It wasn't only about equal pay for women. You know, it wasn't only about all of us getting a paid maternity leave. It it was all of those things combined. And I think that a lot of people are lumping women's health with pro-life pro- pro- or pro-choice. Totally. Like, women's health is way more than just abortion. Like, you can you can be pro-life, but still think you deserve to get some birth control. For sure. Like, what the hell? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're 100% right. I think people are so quick to group people together, yep. too. Like, I know for a fact 
that because I put up pictures for me at the march and I didn't put anything like aggressive no. to make people upset because I mean we do have listeners Just, we're and we're here at the march we're here and I'm Not showing my deal. support because I am a woman right but a lot of people think just because you're doing that means that you are absolutely pro-choice right that is not true no not at all there not are plenty all. of people that were doing it that were pro-life right. but it's more than one thing like you said right I, it drives me crazy but when we were like a part of this and we're walking with all these people you would have died over the chants that people were really? doing the chants were the greatest thing next to the signs because one woman just had a fuzzy vagina on a stick that she was holding up See, part of me that's something that i've always been on the fence about i'm I'm somewhat conservative in some ways. Yes. And I look at it like... Well, you're not like super open with sex stuff. Yes. Yeah. So for me, it's like we want to bring our women and children to a march like that for feminism. But then at the same time, we're going to have right. boobs and naked, you know what I mean? And yeah. things that... I don't want to say vulgar because it's not vulgar. Your body's not vulgar. And that's but kind of my argument for that's it. That's part of it that bothers me. Yeah. Where I'm like, but can I take you seriously? With a giant fuzzy vagina on a stick. I understand what you're saying. Are you and taking I think yourself right. seriously? And I'll be honest, I did. I took pictures of that person's fuzzy vagina. Because it's stick. funny. It, I laughed. Because it's funny. I laughed a lot. But the thing is, is this about being funny? Because it's, it's not. It's not. It's supposed to be a serious thing. Exactly. For sure. I completely agree. Do you think at Martin Luther King's marches, people had like yeah, no. things like that? No. And that's what, it just takes away the impact right. for me personally. But I also think that some of it is our culture. Because right. you've got... You know, we have a president in office now who has been recorded saying vulgar things about grabbing exactly. women in their fuzzy vagina. Right. And, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. therefore, people are angry. That is their way of doing a rebuttal. And I at the same time, I, I understand what you're saying, because you don't. Everybody was dressed properly. Right. It no. was just the P word on every sign that I think a little bit I would be like, I don't want my kids saying that. Yeah, I don't Personally. want my kids chanting that or seeing saying right. if, if they're too young. Right. And the, the chants weren't really that vulgar themselves. They did have, um, don't build the wall. His hands are too small. <laughs> <laughs> don't build the wall. His hands are too oh small. Oh, my God. And I'm just laughing right. hilariously. Some of that is just funny. There was more than one, though. I mean, there's some of these chants were just so funny. There was a lot of, this is what democracy looks like. And people are, like, screaming. Like just getting hype. And it made, it made you feel something. Right. But I do understand what you're saying because you do not want your kid seeing and doing certain things. But then at the end of the day, I also look at the other side of things. Do we really want, and this is a weird route to go, I know, our daughters to be ashamed of their vaginas? No. <laughs> no. I'm but not. do I want my son waving around a penis sign? No. Okay, yeah. so then why do I want my daughter waving around a vagina sign? Right, maybe the vagina it's sign. More it about, was an adult waving it. it right, right. <laughs> yeah. But it's more to me just about there are some things that we shouldn't be ashamed of them. doesn't mean we're going like, to oh, show them off. No, I agree. Like, Totally. That, you know, just because I, you know, like my boobs and I'm not ashamed of them doesn't right. mean I'm going to stand on the top of our building Without and say, my shirt on. free show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know what yeah. you mean. I understand what you're saying. And honestly, my girlfriend has a three and a half year old and she oh, goes, wow. I want to bring her. And I was like, I don't know. Well, I probably yeah. wouldn't. She goes, three oh, bad idea. She's like, yeah, maybe it is a bad what idea. What did she think once she went? Did she feel like she, she glad loved she it? She was glad that she didn't bring her daughter, I yeah. think, because she was just too little and would have had a lot of questions. Confused. She's three and a half. Right. There were a lot of kids out there, though. I mean, oh, it yeah. was crazy. Well, I understand. I, in the theoretically, the march, I would want to bring my daughter to. Because I right. what it stands for and, you know, women's rights. Yeah. But at the same time, 
we take it to an adult level with the humor and everything else, and then it's No, it's I hard. agree. It's a it's fine hard. line. Absolutely. Because I think you're right. I think it does go to an adult level mm-hmm. when they have science well, with, saying and this, this is the same with gay, gay pride, and I'm all about gay pride. Right. But would I bring my daughter to a gay no, pride parade? Probably not. There are people walking around in pasties. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's just when you're little, it's just not <laughs> appropriate. Right. And the real question is, at what age is it? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't, I don't know. know. I Maybe teenage, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And that's a hard one. I, I yeah, it is hard. I, I don't know. I don't if you know have an opinion an on that. that, feel free to hit us up at graingreenpodcast at gmail.com. Right. But honestly, I fuzzy vaginas and vulgarity aside, <laughs> I really thought it was just an awesome thing it's, to see so many people come together. It's powerful, for sure. And I know this country is very divided on what's happening right now, but I will say, I've never seen us all come together like this. No. Well, they said something crazy, like 400 million people. Something insane. Around the country walked this week. I mean, it just blows my mind. My really good friend Chelsea lives in Chicago, like right downtown. And so she did a Facebook Live from her, like, she's like a deck on her apartment. Yeah. And she's like, I just had to show everyone what outside of my house looks like right now. Oh, she put up videos? Oh, my God. You could see just behind her, her streets were flooded with women. Yeah, it, it was, was incredible. Insane. I'm not kidding. I know that it, it is a lot, but Jack, I really think you would have loved it. Oh, I'm sure I would I think you would have loved it. I know it. I would have. Yeah. It more, but thinking about like my children and stuff, that's what right. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing note. that I haven't gotten to yet. Maybe when I have this baby, I will every time I do something think, what if my kids were here? Yeah, it's not about that. It's that if I got a sitter, I would have gone, I guess. It's just, I look at, I get, I'm looking at it too, like, Big picture. I'm not thinking about just the. Well, you should look at it big picture. It's a big deal. I think deal. too much. You do not think too much. You're oh, not, I it's think not too possible much. to think too much. Well, it's like sometimes I'll think one thing, like, yes, I'm all about that march, and I am to an extent. But then I'll see other things that, like, well, that's kind of bothering me. Maybe I wouldn't have liked it. But right. I think, yes, I would have liked it. What am I, what am I kidding? <laughs> Who am I kidding? But the biggest thing is I think you would have liked it because it is a lot of stuff that you are into, about. Right. You're into women's equality. You're yeah. into women getting equal pay. You're into yes. getting pro- proper maternity leave 100%. and all those things. And it's, you know, it wasn't necessarily just about abortion. It wasn't necessarily right. just about a Trump. But a lot of people, and this is what made me laugh. They turned it into whatever they wanted to. Right. At one point, I saw a guy who looked stoned to the friggin' bone holding a sign <laughs> that said legalize weed. And I what? thought to myself, you're high, dude. Go home. What you don't that know have to you do with are. it. This has nothing to do with women. He doesn't even go to this school. Right. <laughs> he doesn't even go here. <laughs> That's what? how I felt. That is what? I know. And then the reaction on social media just pissed me off. I know. Beyond belief. Me too. Oh, me too. And the thing that made me mad about it is, like I was saying earlier, people thought that just because you went there, you were pro-choice or just because exactly. you went there, exactly. you hated Trump you and made, you're throwing a tantrum. assumptions. They did. And my family completely included in this. The things that they put up just to the point pissed me off. So I just started replying. Like, Parents and stuff or just family. Yeah. Extended family. Not my parents, because they would never say things like these on the people. Internet. on the Internet. And that's the thing. You sit behind your computer and you post up all these memes about how you feel. But what were you doing? What were you doing to stand up for yourself while I was walking in the right. women's rights march? Right. Posting you, on Facebook. Do you not believe women should get equal pay? Right. Do you not think that we all deserve a proper maternity leave? Right. Because having a kid is my favorite Tough is on your the body viral, I guess I'd call it viral, post that 
every conservative is sharing of I'm a woman and I don't feel oppressed. And it goes on. Have you read that yet? No. Oh, God, I've seen it like 50 times in my newsfeed. Okay, so I printed out something. Did you see what I shared yesterday? No. It is this letter that this woman wrote to women who say they're not oppressed and that they are already equals. Okay. I feel like I saw way too many posts and it, they were about, what are you complaining about? We as women have it great. So that's why they didn't march. A lot of people were using the hashtag, not my march and all that stuff. Saw, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. So this woman, and let me see if I can get her name. I think it is D- Dina Lagerman. Dina Lagerman, this is the greatest thing I have read after this. I normally don't share these things on my right. Facebook page, right. but I did share this because it's not hurtful. But it does talk to the people and the women who say that, we have nothing to complain about, that we are equals already, and this march was a waste of time, and not my march, I don't need this, da-da-da. And a lot of it goes through and lists every person that you as a woman, no matter who you are, whether you're for all the things we're talking about or against them, who you should be thanking, like Susan B. Anthony for your right to vote, Elizabeth Stanton for your right to work, Rose Schneiderman for humane working conditions for women. Um, how about your reproductive health care rights from Carol Downer? Equal education. Could you imagine from the day that you couldn't go to school because you were a woman? All of those things happened. Right. All of those things happened. And if you don't believe me, look in your history book or go talk to your great grandmother. Right. Because it was a different world for them. And I think when I'm reading this and I see all this stuff that this woman has put in this letter to the people who say it wasn't their march and that they didn't have anything to do it. They list everything like from your right to breastfeed in public, um, your right to even an unpaid maternity leave, which by the way is BS in the first place. We are lucky here at this building. (laughs) We really are. Or basic sanitary needs. The list goes on and on. But then she goes even further to say that in as far as like women's equality goes, the U.S. ranks 45. Oh, we're behind Cuba what? and the Philippines. What? Yes. So for the women that think they are equal they're and I'm not saying that you haven't experienced life because you have. But I think that there are a lot of people that are and this is my family included. If you haven't experienced something yourself, you have no idea what somebody else is going through. Right. And for you to sit there and quickly judge each person, oh, Rachel did the women's march. She must be pro-choice. Right. Which is what I think my family thought. That's not true. Right. And honestly, it it drives me crazy when people group people together like that. But we we aren't equal. We do have right. a ways to go. And right. I, it just sends me through the roof to hear stories from women about them having a door closed on them because they're a woman. Right. And just because you've never had one closed on you doesn't mean it's not happening. Jackie, you worked in TV. Right. That TV, TV is literally 10 times harder to do than radio, if you ask me. It's uh, it's different. It's different. It's different. But the thing I think that's harder about it, and I've never worked in TV, you have, you correct me if I'm wrong. First off, you're in the public eye. Right. You have people judging the way you look all the time, which, by the way, as a woman is 5,000 times worse than it is when you're a man. Right. Because as this lovely Dina said in this letter, women are told they are beautiful before they are told that they are smart. Well, here's a good example of that. So there's a guy I used to work with, and he's a good looking guy, but he's going bald. And he's young, young, young for going bald, like 24, 25. He got teased a little bit about his hair. 
Oh, man, that guy needs to just shave his head. So what does he do? He shaves his head, and he looks fine, and never gets teased again. Now, I have ugly hair. You what can, not, you have ugly no, hair? this is theoretical. Okay. What I have ugly hair. Say, it's an awkward length. What can I do? Right. No, you don't, like, you don't like my bob. Well, I can't grow it out overnight. So now I just have to deal with you making fun of me all the time. It's kind of, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's easy. They get picked on, too, but they can change theirs so much easier. Oh, right. Like, while you don't like how I wear my makeup... Maybe this is the only way I know how to do it, and no one's doing it for me. How about your clothes? Do people like to judge your clothes? Not mine. No. I never had that problem. I have noticed um, quite a bit. The anchors get it a lot. The anchors get it a lot. I was looking at a Facebook post from one of our news stations here in Grand Rapids, and it was a picture of one of the girls from your station. I loved her dress. I thought it was really cute. And instead of focusing on what she was talking about, Every comment underneath it was like, oh, my God, somebody get that girl a stylist. Oh, my God. Isn't she wearing Spanx under that? It was horrendous. That's terrible. And all I could think was I could never do TV because I would cut someone. And once I would the be ball, so it, mad. This is the problem, too. It takes one person to comment that. And then 50 others are like, well, they said it. I can say it, too. And then they start replying. Yes. And that's how that snowballs every time. I had a girl the other day. This is what I like to do. So what, what do you do? What's your comments, trick? This is people's favorite thing to say about me. I don't think I have unusually large eyebrows, but I get this all the time. So this girl commented on my photo and all it said was, ew, big eyebrows. So I'm like, take a what? deep breath, take a deep breath. So I go to her page and I, I need to see what you look like because you're clearly Miss America, right? Like you look so good. <laughs> right. So I click Jackie her says profile. When, when they go low, she goes lower. <laughs> so I, well, I click her profile, look at her yeah. and I see that she's these massive bubble bangs from the 90s. So mentally in my head, Makes feel I better. picture myself typing in, ew, big bangs. But you didn't. I don't do it. I just mentally see myself commenting and how I satisfied I feel. But then I think in my head, if I was to actually do it, I would feel so bad. Right. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want you to feel self-conscious the rest of your life about your bangs, even right. though exactly. you just made me feel self-conscious for the rest of my life about my eyebrows. Does it really make you self-conscious? Not anymore, but, you yeah. know, if someone hammers a point okay. cl- enough times, they start to wonder. How terrible is it that a woman is doing that to you? A it's woman always a woman. Who gets judged by the way she looks. All the time, right. whether it be, and I'm not just saying only guys judge women only by their looks and not what they have right. in their brains. Women do it to each other too. Right. It's nothing new. No, and that's the thing. Like, so more, oh, women do it way more to each other than men do it to us, right? And I think I don't know how we can keep doing this to each other. Right? It when you do that to one another, it gives guys the right to look at her and go, "Wow, look how big her boobs are." Right? You know what I mean? Right. It, it gives guys like, that mentality. My haircut comments from a few episodes ago when I told when we talked about mean things listener says and yeah. I had the bad haircut, bad quote unquote haircut. They didn't like my hair. Not one man ever commented they didn't like my hair. It was always women. Right. And they would reach out to me through messages. Honey, honey, I just need to tell you that haircut's bad, sweetie. Like you're my friend. Like you're helping me out by telling me how ugly my hair is. Wow. No, you're a bitch. Right. <laughs> like, absolutely. stay off my page. If you don't like my hair, right. it's not your business. Don't you have better things to worry and about? And as trivial as it sounds, you wouldn't message the guys on air about their salt and pepper hair. Right. Like, leave me alone. That's absolutely true, Jack. And honestly, I don't know how certain people are going through each day after all the stuff that's gone on I this know. weekend politically and saying that they feel they are equal. My I thing don't is, I don't agree with some things I see. I don't 
put it online to make other people feel bad or upset them. Right. And because that's I just don't thing. agree. And that's my opinion. Why are we sharing all of these mean things because no. you're upset that's 400 million people came together for something that they were passionate about? Why can't you just say, wow, that's America and freedom of speech and we're allowed to do that? Isn't it amazing the country we live in? Right. But instead, like Jackie said, you're going to put these awful, horrendous things on there so people start fights on your page. Right. What does that say about you? My favorite comment is this. When you see someone post and the first line says, well, I know this will start a fight, but I see it daily. Why are you posting it then? Why? If you know the people, and this is the thing, you know who follows you. Right. Because most people aren't in broadcasting and it's their friends and family. Uh-huh. So if you know your friends and family are going to fight, then why are you even doing it? And that's the thing. Why you not talk- come together peacefully? You'll talk about religion and politics on your Facebook, but you won't do it in person because that's rude. Got news for you. It's rude it's whether rude. you do it on Facebook, if you do it in the middle of a crowd, if you do it at your right. brother's birthday. Right. It's still rude. Right. I, I don't understand it, and I'll never understand it. And the people that think they're changing the world with their Facebook posts are it's hilarious. Not You're an idiot. Well, I just need to share it so you understand, because I think you think you know the facts and you don't. Right. So I'm helping people. Absolutely not. Because you study political science and you're <laughs> so right. smart. You're Listen, I did poli sci 125. <laughs> I know. Poli sci 125. <laughs> I'm a genius. Wow. We're a state bulldog. <laughs> But that's the thing. Like, I don't know. In our business, men are paid significantly more than women. Significantly more than women. Does it piss me off? Hell yeah, it does. And I fight for it. I really do. In my own life, I have to because if I don't, nobody else will. Right. And when you know that your counterpart is making more than you for the same job, it pisses you off. It does. So for those of you who can't relate to that... That's why people walked this weekend. See, I have a guy I run with, and he works at, uh, I can't remember. It's, it's kind of a factory-style job. But it's, it's a good job, and he, it requires a degree. He was telling me how his company, how they do things is you make 1% more or 1% less of everybody else. There is no, like, no one makes, depending on how long you've been there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you may get your raise, and it's like a 1% raise. Mm-hmm. You may not, and you, so you might make 1% less than someone else, but it's all about your performance. Why so there can't are some that be women making 1% more than him. There are some men making 1% less than him. And that women making 1% less than him. It's all about, you know what I mean? So it's like a $100 swing, you yeah. know, raise a year, whatever it comes out to. But it's about performance-based. And they look at it. It's a factory line. Oh, oh, you did your job. You didn't do your job. You called in sick 20 times. Right. And that's how they decide their raise. See, I love that. Honestly, I wish everything was based on performance. Here, we have to negotiate contracts, which sucks. Oh, negotiating is terrible. I actually don't mind it. Because okay, you're a bulldog. Uh, what? You go in there, and you're probably like, <laughs> I'm getting this or I'm out. Well, I kind of. This is me. They go like this. They have a piece of paper and they go this is what we'll pay you and i look at it and i go done i'll take it. you do I, not yes i do jackie i'm terrible jacqueline every job i've ever had i go at this Ooh, yeah sure are you kidding <laughs> no okay next time you get your contract we chat before what you say if they yes. look at it though what if i come back and then they say okay then fine there's the door they're not going to but say what that. if they do they're it's my offering you the fear. job they're offering you the job, which means they want you. And in this job, finding somebody that's good at it to just replace you isn't that easy. I know, but it's, it's intimidating. Oh, my gosh. Jackie. Yeah. My husband says the same thing. He's like, 
babe, you know, we could make more money if you would at least show me what they offer you right. and talk about it. Or at least I'm ask for like, another week of vacation. I'm like, where's the dotted line? I'll sign that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Goal before Jackie and I ever move on from Grand Rapids, Michigan, you're going to grow a pair of balls before Ooh. this is done. Ooh. It's going to make you walk weird, but you're going to grow a pair of balls. It's going to make me walk weird. <laughs> Next negotiation, we're going to have a chat. I just think that you should always get what you're worth. Never ask for more than you're worth. Right. And be real with yourself. Don't walk in there and say, I want $700,000. Well, and that's, I think that's the problem with this industry, too, is that you just hit the nail on the head. You shouldn't get more than you're worth. Every, so many people in this industry get more than they're worth. Yes. Do I think that some of the people I know in radio and news who make like over $100,000 a year deserve that? No. No, you don't work any harder than I do. In fact, your ratings are no better than my ratings. And exactly. And that's the thing. Like you would but think you've it would been be on air for 30 years. And you know what? We I got into it with somebody else that we work with the other day, a guy, shockingly, about the experience right. and the salary. For some reason, people think that just because you've been somewhere for a really long time that you deserve to make a ton of money. What if your ratings are in the trash? What if your ratings right. are in the trash? And you can't get them up. And you're out the door every day at nine. And you don't know how to do anything outside of talk. Yeah, like you don't understand how to work the software we use. Yeah. Or the <laughs> technology keeps moving. Or the social media. And you're just sitting there aging. Like at the same time. Well, that's you know the most mean? common part in radio. Right. Technology so, moves all the time. We the learn high, something, something new. people don't understand is the higher up you are in radio. So if you hear a fully produced show, yeah. the behind the scenes man, that producer you hear that kind of makes a joke once every hour, yeah. that's the guy doing all the work. And he makes garbage. And he makes garbage. No, and that's 100% yeah. true almost all the time. I'm always laughing when I see a movie and this guy's like a producer of a radio show. Have you ever seen the movie? What's the movie where the family sits down for Shivas? Um, Shivas? This I leave you. Shivas, when you're Jewish, you sit oh. for seven days and people come to visit you after somebody passes away. This is where I leave you. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's awesome. It. Jason Bateman's in it. But okay. in that movie, he plays a producer of a radio for show. a radio show. And he's balling. He has this beautiful home in New York City and da da da. No. no. People make next to nothing producer for that. Producer is bottom of the list for And they TVN. should make as much as the rest of the show. Right. There's no they're reason. they're not on air as much, but they're doing all the editing and all the... Half yeah. the time you hear a really good morning show, half the time, and it's a good interview or a good yeah. bit, it's because the producer took something that was probably 40 minutes long and mm -hmm. edited it into a hilarious five-minute clip for you. Yeah. Except for when you're me to. and my show is awesome and they I do have all of that. Yeah. I am the producer. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the truth. That is well, the And you guys also are 90% live. Yes, we are 90% live. While a lot of shows that have multiple characters in it, they can't do everything live to get the bits they want because there's so many right. of them. So they have to do phoners and do things that are recorded. Right. And that's all done by the producer. And at the same time, you've got people that lead in our business, which is the person who runs the soundboard or right. whatever. Like first chair there or mic are men, or There are men making millions sitting behind their board and right. running it, and then they have all their characters at their show. They'll be making $1, $2 million. Right. Their co-host or their producer or whatever, 80, 90 just is, getting the shaft. Right. Right. It's but unbelievable. But doing 90% of the work. Yes. And also in our business, 
How many female anchors do you know? I am proud that there is one in our market. I won't say her name because it's competition, but she is a female Wait, anchor. What do you mean? She is the lead of the show. Are you talking about radio? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think anchor, I was thinking news. I'm like, there's tons of female anchors. What are you talking no, about? No, I'm <laughs> talking about radio. Okay, radio. There's not very many women leading their shows. Leading their show or at least 100% equal. Exactly. And that's, I can think of two equals. Yeah. And you're one of them. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you say? I guess for the most part, but it took me a while to get there. Oh, it didn't start that way. It definitely didn't start it that wasn't, way. It wasn't. You were a side mic for a little while. I wasn't. My name wasn't even on the show. Right. For the first year, I had to like prove myself and be a bitch and say. And I hate to say you need to be a bitch to succeed, but I think that sometimes being a bitch and um, saying how you feel gets confused. Yeah. So it does. I just. Decided I wasn't going to let anybody walk on me and just decided to pile through like the bulldog. I think part of me, the reason I get intimidated with contracts and stuff is that I feel very blessed because radio is also a job with very flexible hours. Oh, and yeah. I look at it like I don't th- I personally don't think I deserve more than that. What? You're in the second highest rated day part of the week. I know, but. I have a great schedule where I see my daughter and I have a lot of freedom to where if something happened, I'm going to give you a little news flash about radio. We record it sometimes. Right. Um, I have that power if I absolutely have to. And I work with people that are kind enough to not care. That's true. And so I walk away from it feeling, do I deserve a whole bunch of extra money for that? It depends on how many things you're doing outside of your show. I think show. so too. I think it that, depends on how many things you're doing. Because like every day when I but come But I here, know people that do less than me. Oh, yeah. That take advantage of that and make way more. Exactly. And doesn't that bother you? I mean, yeah. But then people have penises, too, by the way. (laughs) Some do and some don't. Yeah. Some are women that Mm -hmm. have just been in the industry a really long time. Right. But then some, at the same time, there's some that are getting shafted that have been in the industry. Oh, God. It's all a mixed bag. It is. It it is an absolutely mixed bag. But that's why. Kids don't go into radio unless you want to be poor. That's why I marched on Saturday. Female equality is a very big deal to me. But I will say this. If you have a job that you hate, I'm sorry that we just sat here and complained about ours. Because at the end right. of the day, I, I don't to, hate my job. I don't hate my job. No, I'm not saying that. I, Me too. Because everybody has their complaints. And I know you, you probably think, wow, they have it exactly their dream and right. all that stuff. But well, the truth is, everybody has bad days. Even right. if you have a great job, there are days that you are like, man, I don't want to effing be here right now. Right. Oh, everyone has that. Yeah. No and matter I, I don't what. want everyone to, to listen to me. I don't want them all to hear my crappy voice today. I just don't want to. Exactly. I had to do a show once after my cousin died. Oh. I was crying in between commercial breaks and I fought through and I did the whole show. But there are days where we don't want to be here too. I had to go on TV the day after we lost one of our twins. Oh, that's tough. I think it was nine hours later. I was on air. God, that's tough. And it was terrible. I felt like I'm sitting there smiling at some stupid story. Did work know? I had put it online so they had to have known. And they didn't say, why don't you stay home? Well, no, but in their defense, I come in at 3.30 in the morning. I put it online at 7 o'clock at night. It wouldn't have been. There's so many different shifting I would have been making parts. A, how would it have worked if you've made the phone call and said, I can't be there? They would have said, okay, we understand. Okay, so you could have. Or I could have called in sick. Right. But I just thought, I didn't think about it. I just thought, oh, I'm going to go yeah. to work. This is what it does. But it was a very, very, very hard day mm-hmm. all morning long to go on there and be like, Hi, I'm Jackie Green with Fox News. You know what I mean? Right. Play the card and then go on social media and see the comments, you know, my normal. It was just a bad day. It was a bad day. But I'm that's sure what it was. Bro- that's the hard part about broadcasting. It is. You don't have a choice. That is the hard part about our job. 
But going back to the main focus of this story, I guess just giving my opinion one last time about the march, yeah, is whether you march or didn't, I don't think you should be hating on the people that did. Yeah. And I don't think you should be hating on the people that didn't. Exactly. Let's just, like, if you don't believe in it personally, which I don't get how you don't, but if you don't, <laughs> if you don't. I don't get it either, but if, if you, you don't, don't, that's your that's choice. That's cool. You it's know, America. I honestly respect you. If yeah. you decided, I don't need that march, that's not for me, not my march, yeah. that's cool, but I don't need to see it online. You don't need to share it yeah. with me. Yeah, and I don't need. All that did was make me think, ooh, you're really like talkative today right <laughs> like i'm just gonna read all your right comments. and there's no reason for you to be hurt i think you were the best one about it you went to the march you did the march you took a couple photos and said, yeah i marched today and that was it there's you didn't shove your opinion down my throat and that's just the said, thing there's nothing today. worse than the person that shoves their opinion down completely your completely agreed Ugh. We could go all day on this, to be honest. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but thank you very much for listening. And um, surprise, surprise, we are doing one more episode today. Yeah. What? Okay, so this is episode 16 that we're wrapping up right now. Stay tuned for episode 17 next. Episode 17 is going to be up probably in the next hour. Yeah. Which is bananas. Jackie has a lot to say today. She's got a lot of feelings. But if you want to hit us up, great. Our next episode is going to be way lighter hearted. Yes. Funnier. We're back to our roots. Yeah. (laughs) Comedy. Folks. You can hit us up with the email, grayandgreenpodcast at gmail.com, Gray Green Show on Twitter, look for Gray and Green Show on Facebook. And if you have any comments about this, feel free to share them with us because I know this episode was very serious, but we had feelings we wanted to share. I have feelings. <laughs> so stay tuned for episode 17. Thank you. Bye. It's 1.41 Mountain Time in Roswell, New Mexico, and you're listening to Night Call. From New York City, I am Emily Yoshida. And from Los Angeles, I am Tess Lynch. And Molly Lambert. And this is Night Call, a weekly podcast to keep you company during those strange days and lonely nights. Some of you may know us from our previous podcast that we did at Grantland, RIP. Listen to Night Call every Monday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.